0: Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bozzi. Very happy that you're here joining me today, struggling with a little bit of a cold that I can't shake after two full weeks. Can't get rid of this cough. You might be able to hear it in my voice, but the show must go on. And today's show is about social media. If you've been following along with this mega series I've been doing on Content Marketing 201... It's about the next level strategies when, let's face it, everyone is doing content marketing now, and it's created a lot of noise, but a lot of opportunity to set yourself apart. And that's what this series has been about. Now I've covered website strategy, blogging strategy, email strategy, and now it's time to turn to social media with a little mini series devoted to that. And... I'll cut right to the chase on this and say that the glory days of social are over. You used to be able to set up an account, start posting, get interactions, people clicking through to your website, and let's face it, those days are over. Because of platform centralization and the advertising imperative We've seen a consolidation of power and almost no innovation in the sector, or at least in the U.S., that is. I mean, think about this. Facebook was born in 2004, YouTube in 2005, and Twitter in 2006. And since then, we've seen very few new platforms survive. And of the majors, you know, Instagram was born in 2010, uh, purchased by Facebook in 2012. Snapchat uh, 2011 was when that started. It's still independent, though famously offered $3 billion by Facebook in in 2013 and turned it down. But to me, this means that we haven't had a new major platform in 10 years. And if you're saying, well, wait a second, what about TikTok? It's come on the scene recently. New platform seems to be gaining traction. Well, first, consider that it's not at this scale yet of the other majors, and it was born as Musical.ly in 2014, before it was sold to ByteDance Technology in 2017, a Chinese company. And two things about TikTok. For me, I say, at least for now, don't put all your eggs in the TikTok basket. Uh, Just because the privacy issues around this Chinese-owned company have caused, well, look, the U.S. military banned its usage among troops in early 2020. And I'd expect other such problems uh, that come with the scrutiny around these privacy issues, which are gaining a lot more traction uh, with the general public. And even if you consider TikTok to be a major player, or even if it becomes one, it's still five full years without a peep from a new platform. And incidentally, 2014, when TikTok was born, uh, that was when Elo was born as well, the supposed Facebook killer and uh, the same year when Twitch was sold to Amazon, uh, Twitch was born in 2011. And if we look at even the other ones, we've got WeChat largely used in the China market, uh, 2011 Pinterest was started in 2010 Sina another very popular and widely used, uh, platform in China, tw- uh, 2009. Tumblr began in 2007, uh, Reddit in 2005, and actually LinkedIn goes all the way back to Humble Origins in 2002. Now, okay, that's great, little history lesson or whatever, but why do we care about this? Because two major things have happened that affect our ability to use these platforms to connect with people. Number one... Centralization means control. And guess what? We don't have it. The algorithms that run these platforms control what we see. And guess what? It's not optimized for our goals as consumers. It's set up to serve those who pay for it, advertisers. In fact, I have trouble even calling them social media because they are ad platforms. And as ad platforms, that means the strategy is keep us, the consumers, on the platform at all costs so that they can serve us quote-unquote relevant ads. They think of us not as people, but wallets attached to a screen. And here's the thing. Number two, their stupid ad-driven business model has reached a saturation point. They can't stuff any more ads into your feeds or you'll take your eyeballs elsewhere and your wallets. And guess what? That's exactly what's happening. People are tiring of these platforms, uh, especially the worst offenders like Facebook. And more importantly for brands, uh, the very people leaving are the demographic that they're seeking to reach. And maybe NYU professor Scott Galloway says it best regarding this demographic, which is uh, when he says advertising is a tax that only the poor and the technologically illiterate pay. Or, to quote Johnny Rotten, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? So, if you're still harboring the belief that social works like it used to, you run the risk of wasting a ton of time, which, you know, as small business owners, we don't have the time to waste, and certainly not if we go in understanding that, hey, look, the rules have changed, it's not as effective, so what do we do about that? And the problem that I have and why I'm doing this entire series of Content Marketing 201 is that I still see, quote unquote, experts offering strategies that are from content marketing five or even 10 years ago. And let me give you an example. A client of mine was approached by one of these experts outlining a strategy. Uh, It goes like this. Uh, Number one, open an Instagram account pre-product launch. Two, post engageable content two to three times a week, maybe a short video, and two quote-unquote beautiful pictures with the launch date uh, listed on it. Three, focus on a few specific hashtags. Four, build a thousand followers. Ask your friends, your family to like it. Number five, use the video on a YouTube channel and post to Snapchat. Facebook and Twitter with the goal of getting 100,000 views and then the product will be a success. Like they actually said this. Right? You get a 100,000 views and then the product will succeed. I mean, a uh, huge gap here, don't you think? Right? How do you get from a view to a sale? It, it, it's just magic. And I see this kind of thin value all the time. And it's not to say that social won't work. It's still a part of your strategy and your overall content strategy, right? But it's not a good strategy to rely on magic. So my audit of this strategy goes like this in advising my client. Uh, Two very big things to consider in running a successful campaign on Instagram. Number one, it's a commitment to a lot of unique content, beautiful custom images that tell the brand story. And depending on the team that you have, it's possible, but could be expensive to execute. It's a lot of content to create. And number two, Instagram is great for individuals, you know, just regular people and even influencer types, but it's very difficult for brands to succeed organically. People are there to connect with other people, not to connect with companies, right? That's natural. All right. So what do you do? You know, you can build the brand around a person. Uh, To me, when I'm working with clients, it's the CEO or the founder usually. Or if you don't want to do that, now you're left with only one option is to buy in on ads and go all in, right? This hashtag only strategy for organic growth from a brand account, that's not going to yield results. Instagram is past its early adopter stage and the algorithm is not going to serve you brand content from brands who don't pay to be seen. Plus, a big thing, you know, getting a thousand Instagram followers doesn't do us much good unless there's a pathway for those people to get to the website or your online store. And I have a whole episode on this uh, called Creating a Pathway to Purchase under the Web Strategy 201 uh, a part of the miniseries. I uh, left a link in the show notes for you. Now, the only thing I'll concede that they got right was in coordinating the strategy with the content for other channels, right? So, for instance, I'd actually start with YouTube, uh, given that it's the second uh, most used search engine in the world behind Google, who owns YouTube. So, that's where everything's happening. Uh, start with YouTube with some truly informational content around the key customer issues in the sector, right? And then those videos created for YouTube could be cut into smaller pieces for Instagram stories. Obviously, you could post them to Facebook too and potentially Snapchat. Uh, and you got to do this with a plan going in. You can't just, you know, uh, cut them up that'll look unnatural. You have to plan for this up front, but you can do that. And then on the images side, you know, any images created for Instagram could use, be used for Pinterest, uh, Facebook, and Twitter as well. And then, naturally, we run each channel as an experiment to see which one hits. Then all in on that channel, whatever is the one that, that, uh, where you find your audience is, then you go all in. You can skip the others if they're not doing anything for you, right? That's a good content strategy. And this reductive mindset is really important to a content strategy because look, this stuff is a lot of work. You've got image creation. If we're talking about Instagram, right? You have the budget, who's doing this. If you're you're incorporating video creation, you have someone on your team who can do that to format it, prep it for multi-use. You got the writing aspect, someone who can write channel specific content, repurpose content, Uh, the deployment, right? Is that going to be you? Taking away from other things that you do, or can you hire a cheaper resource? Uh, And, you know, keeping this all in line with your strategy, making sure that it's all working towards your goals. And look, getting views is not a goal. And that's why I do this series with these 201 strategies. I want to teach you how to do this yourself so that you are not dependent on someone else, and can manage it reasonably week by week. Because if you can't do that, and it starts taking away from other things that are core to running your business, uh, that's not a good outcome. So over the next few episodes, I want to do a deeper dive on these 201 level strategies for social media. I want to talk about using social as a listening tool. I want to talk about measurement and iteration. A small group strategy, and do a little bit on Facebook ads as well. And if you want to get uh, extra videos and walkthroughs with uh, screenshots and all that, uh, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash mbosey. That's M-B-O-E-Z-I. Uh, I have a private feed for supporters with extra exclusive episodes, videos, and lessons for my online course. Again, the link is patreon.com slash Or Book a session with me, and we'll do an audit of your strategy one-on-one. shouldn't take too long. Uh, you can do that at controlmousemedia.com strategy, uh, and I'd look forward to working with you. All right, so I'll stop there. Over the next couple of weeks, I'll try to get rid of this cold, and then we'll continue the Social Media 201 series. As always, thank you for listening.